I'm Bryony Kennedy and you're listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. In the last 10 years of building Adorn Cosmetics, having three children and advocating for more ethical beauty standards in the beauty industry, I've become intimately aware of what it's like to wrestle with the different areas of my life. Every fortnight, I'll share the tears and triumphs that I experienced when starting my ethical conscious beauty company, dealing with depression and caring for my children. My hope is that you'll grow to know it's okay to have imperfect days, that you are not alone in feeling like a mess and that you'll be inspired to commit to small but bold actions each and every day. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty, Business and Babies brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I'm joined by the beautiful Michelle from The Peers Project, our producers, and together we're talking about how we can strengthen our focus in a busy, fast-paced world. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I feel like now, more than ever, it's so easy for us to lose our focus. The world's full of distractions and we've constantly got this competition for our attention, you know. It's it's tough for us to focus on those everyday tasks, the things that actually really matter. And and so I guess today that's what I really want to dive into. I wanted to talk about a little bit about how you tackle your day-to-day kind of expectations and tasks and, and things, but then also that long-term vision and 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 kind of matching the two. So I guess the first question I've got is, you know, are you someone that that typically is quite quite easily can be focused or are you someone that's more big on multitasking and you kind of sometimes lose focus easily distracted yes I'm definitely a very focused person um, very much a time efficient person um, everything I want done gets done yesterday but yeah I, I know that distractions even in a non-busy world can be something that people just like a fly goes past and their you know their mind wanders I mean some people are just naturally uh, less focused than others aren't they and so it, it can be hard if you don't have the attention span or, or especially if something's becoming a little bit boring or tedious that you maybe leave those mundane day-to-day tasks to accumulate to a point that then you really don't want to do them because you want to do all the fun stuff. So I get that. Um, But look, I'm definitely a doer. I'm very focused and uh, I do have my days where I'm multitasking like anything and then I have my days where I'm just very focused on one thing. Um, I think... You know, I mean, if you look at how quickly you use your phone, like you scroll, like literally everything you see has got a millisecond to catch your attention. Um, and, and they're the sorts of things that we're seeing like so quickly. Everything's just going by so quickly. The days go by so quickly. We're jamming more into our day more than ever. Um, look, staying focused, I think the key to that is making sure that you are really very sure about what it is you're trying to achieve. Because if you're not sure about what you're trying to achieve, you're really just going to be going off on a tangent all the time. And I'm not talking about being flexible in your business or flexible as a mum or flexible on your side hustle. We all need to be flexible because there's nothing more certain than change. But if you are not really clear on 80% of where you're headed, it's going to be super easy for you to go, oh, they're doing that. Maybe I should do that now. Oh, 
that mum bought, maybe I should buy that or, uh, you know, they've got that many customers, now I need to work towards that or they're vegan so my business should be vegan or, wow, they're now not using packaging, the product comes packaged in air. Like, I don't know, whatever the crazy ideas that people are coming up with, if you constantly think you've got to meet that, you're never going to stay focused because there's so much going on now. There is so much going on. There's so many products. There's so many services. It's overwhelming what there is. And if you can't be so true to your end goal, you are never going to get there because, again, be flexible, add change, um, but do not steer away from that end goal. And for me, my end goal has always been I wanted to be an ethical Chanel. I wanted to be a luxury brand that had no guilt associated with using it. And, you know, there's no guilt around the packaging. It's biodegradable or refillable or recyclable. Like you can return it and we turn it into outdoor furniture with TerraCycle. Um, you don't have to feel guilt about what you're putting on your skin or if your daughter uses it because it's all natural. Um, you don't have to feel guilty about, you know, maybe not supporting local because we're a local maid. So there's no guilt. I just wanted there to be no guilt associated with the brand. So anything that we do has to tick those boxes. Is there is there going to be some form of guilt of producing this, selling this, using this? And that's given me a very clear vision of what I need to stay focused on. So yes, I could. There's so many products I could sell that I don't have, but they, and probably could make a lot of money out of them, but they are not true to the brand and my, and my goal and my vision. And so because I have that, I'm so focused on remaining in that lane way that nothing skews me from that. I don't, I'm like, okay, that would be awesome, but it doesn't sit with our ethos and I've got to constantly pull back to that ethos. Yes, I could probably captivate more of a market if I used 20-year-old, beautiful, gorgeous-looking girls like yourself with, with all the model, you know, but I don't. So I, it's really about the focus becomes so much easier when you're really clear of your vision. Mm. How can we get clear? on our vision, whether it be in work, in our job, or whether it be a business, or whether it be a home? I, again, I bring everything back to it being about you. And because if you don't believe in what you're doing, you could have a vision or an expectation of yourself, but if you don't believe in it, it's kind of going to be stabbing at you with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, all these other things are going to be sort of jabbing at you because it's not something you really believe in. And I've seen a lot of people that have start businesses just for business sake. They don't really believe in it. They might say they do, but they don't really, or they don't really have a passion for it. So of course, it never becomes anything that's successful. So it's really finding something that you have a belief in. And then when you've got a belief you really find a vision easier. It's you can't. It's like you can't stand for all things. Okay, there's always got to be something that gives, and a vision. I, I think is closely correlated to obviously uh, your personal belief system and sticking to that, and and what what you, uh, I suppose your your limitations around things, and and what your no go zone is. Um, you know, some people they don't care about vegan products some people do you know what are your boundaries and I think 
you really need to set aside some time to start writing out some things about yourself. You know, what do I love? What's important to me? What do I believe in? What products are amazing? And maybe you've already got your idea, but it's about all these other things that will, believe it or not, you searching yourself, which can be a little bit raw for people, but if you actually are honest with yourself, no one has to see it, just write it down. Maybe you don't care if a product's made in Australia. That's fine. That's your thing. But write down what is important for you and the vision will become so much clearer because you've just written out what you stand for as a person. It's almost impossible not to have the vision there. Um, and, of course, we're talking about people who have already got a business idea. So that's that would be my key. Um, you don't have to have, again, the end goal. I don't have an end goal. I never have. I, I, as I've mentioned previously, it's really I just started this to have a bit of pocket money so I didn't have to get a job. Um, and it's just constantly evolving into something else. So. Your vision might be just about the product or the service. It doesn't necessarily have to be how the product or the business looks. I get people saying to me, what's your exit strategy? Have you got an exit strategy? <laughs> I'm having people ask me that a couple of years in. I'm like, oh, I haven't even what? got an entry yeah. st- strategy. This, I'm just learning this shit as I go along. Like, honestly, I don't even I don't even know how I'm paying wages yeah. next week and you're asking me, about, I, I, there might be no business to exit. Yeah. So these are the things, like, don't get caught up so much in the documentation of things and, and you don't have to have a serious business. You can still treat it seriously, but it doesn't have to be all serious. Like, just go along with it. Oh, it's just so refreshing every time, you know, I think you really just break it down for us and you make it real, you know, I think whether it's, you know, especially if it's in business, you know, we have all these ideas that just, that that needs to be that, you know, the investors and then the exit strategy and the full thing, you know, really, you know, it's not often like that. So, you know, I guess if we, if we take it down to your day-to-day, you know, if we bring it back to the early days of, of you know, of, of the business and I guess now, how has that, you know, I guess focus and ability to, to remain kind of on your tasks and actually how has that progressed the company? And for those of us who who perhaps aren't doing the thing we love yet, you know, perhaps we're in the, the corporate gig still or we're, you know, we're in this, we've got the side hustle going. And, you know, we, we are finding ourselves being more distracted because it's not really what we want to do. How can we get centred, be focused to still progress ourselves? You need two books. One's a diary, an actual physical, not in your phone, one that you can look at. You need a diary and you need a notebook. And you need to write things down because if you're inclined to do that, you will be more inclined to action what you've written down there so for me this is I've always done this I have my diary and in the diary I will have a list of the tasks I have to get through that day now there may be tasks that just have to be done um, or and there may be a, a list at the end of the things I'd like to get done so the task and this is where you know one of my one day could be that I am multitasking the mundane crap that some people will put off. I just like getting stuff done because I feel cleansed. So I'm all about do, do, do. So I've got more free time. So for me, it's still writing those tasks down. There is nothing better than ticking it off or crossing it out. Oh, it's so, I don't know. There's something so enjoyable about that. So have your diary with your task list, even if it's 
phone Michelle about podcast. It's everything you physically have to do because you've brain dumped that. You've then released your brain from stress. You probably don't even realize it has because you're actually retaining. I've got to remember that. I've got to remember. I've got to. So that's draining. You don't know it because you're used to it, but you need to purge the tasks onto a list. That's your second brain. That's your working brain. Let it all there. So you're actual brain that should be your creative brain, your brain that's got time for enjoyment, focus, memory retention. That's your actual brain. You don't want to wear that brain out. So let's put all the mundane tasks down on your day-to-day list. It's okay if you don't get it all done because we don't. Things happen. Someone breaks an arm or I don't know, get sick and you've got to do their job. So move it to the next day. But then you've, you know you've got it there the next day. And it's again, it's that brain dump on your paper brain. Then you have your notebook. And your notebook, I like to put my tasks into three categories. So I'll have one that is a list of things to do. And it's usually correlating with my diary. So there's things, so I, because sometimes I might just get a lot of what's done in my diary all done in one day even or but the, the it's a list of things i want to do or achieve it might be increase the speed of the internet but i haven't necessarily allocated it in the diary because it's not a necessary task just yet so the diary are things that i know i have to do on those days their commitments my things to do list is the items that I want to do. And it's not necessarily aspirational stuff. It's, yeah, increase the speed of the internet, hire an additional picker-packer, buy some more shelving, um, take the boys to the new lunar park. There is no new lunar park, but if there's a new thing, like whatever it is, things to do. And then when I see some time come up in my diary, like every sort of week or, or every couple of weeks, I will open up my things to do and go, okay, where can I put these things into the diary with the time I've got already there? Where can I slot the fact I need to increase the internet speed or I'm going to have to do this at Wednesday at 12? So your diary is a revolving, evolving task list and it's a commitment and it's a paper brain dump so that your actual brain can continue to function on a higher level and that is where it's able to be emotionally sound, happy, creative. Okay, that's not always going to be, you're going to have your bad days. I was crying a couple of days if I can just go. So, you know, it just, but that helps. And so then you have, so then you have another page where it could be, like for me, I have products that I would like to think about or or bring in. So I might have, you know, it could be a product page. So yours could be a product or services you might like to explore. So uh, for me at the moment, or has been for six months, serums, we're finally working on them. So all of the little things that I know that we could be working on, I've got that on my my product uh, list. And then everything that I need to do to create that particular product. So, okay, I want serums. What type what will the names be what will be the purpose what will the packaging be what will the label be so everything i want to do i then do a mini list under that so if i as i said if i want to do a serum i then go okay well i can't just produce a serum like there's all this other shit that has to go with it so again it becomes its own task list so i've got to create a label got to create a name and then I can tick off each thing and I can see when I open my notebook, all right, the serums, they're under production. I've, I've got the formulation, still got to do labels, but, oh, okay, I've got packaging organised. So it's 
really putting these things down into tasks. There's no point just writing what it is. Like you might want to add a different service, I don't know, podcasts overseas. What do you got to do to achieve that? Do you need an overseas bank account? Like, So list these things under it. Then I have uh, say like my aspirational goals. So I to try and hold myself accountable. So you have your mundane things that you want to do to improve your business. You have your amazing things that you want to add to your business products, services, or things you want to improve on. And then they have their own little mini lists. So whether it's a product or service that we've just discussed, and then you have your goals and aspirations and they could be personal or business. So you might say, I want by the end of the year, I want to have a day off to read books or because otherwise you just lose sight of that. So it's very important. You know, one of the goals I've got is a very simple one. I want to be able to once a month take each of my sons out for lunch or dinner by themselves. Simple thing, but that's something I want to take time. And I need to write that down because my brain is one that's a trillion miles an hour and I'm aware of that. So as much as that's a great thing, I get things done, it's also very detrimental to my health. So I need to write these lists so that I've got my paper brain to allow my emotional brain to be healthy. And then in my diary, not only do I then, when I see my diary easing up a little bit, and even if it's not, I start to look at, okay, what have I done for myself lately? Not much. It's all been about everybody else in the business. I need to force this time to see my boys for lunch. I'm gonna, I'm that's every Saturday now. I'm booking that in, or Pilates. I slot that in. I make it. It's in the diary. Don't just pop it on your phone or go. Oh, I'll, I'll check check in the night before how I'm going. You've got to put it in and put it in for the month. So I I'll put in Pilates for three weeks or four weeks so that I've committed to it and it's there in my diary and everything else has to work around it unless it's an emergency. So it's the commitment by putting it on paper. And I also diarize free time and creative time. So when I need to, or when I feel that I need to just sit at home and think about the brand, I will in my diary day off and I stay home and I make sure, because then there's no way I can get uh, interrupted or disturbed or, or whatever, um, or defocused. So I, I allocate creative time and it could be just that at the end of that day, nothing comes of it. Don't beat yourself up about it, but it's that day where I'm like, okay, I've sat outside. I could actually be reading a book and then an idea comes to, to me. You never come up with an idea when you're stressed. You never, ever do. So if you're, when I say allocate time to be creative or allocate time to work on your business, so most of my days I would say are multitasking. I'm not, you know, a a flapping mess, but there's lots of different little things I do, but they're in my diary and they're down and I have to do them. So I could be switching from something financial to something that's a marketing. So yes, I multitask, but I very much then plan days for innovation, um, design, creation. And the way I do that, and I think the best analogy of this is when people talk about, you know, deep breathing and relaxing the mind and and doing, say, yoga, people think they've got to have a blank mind to relax. It's impossible. Your brain always has thoughts. So you can relax and you can be creative while you're doing something, but it needs to be something that you enjoy for those uh, ideas to come in and to create a pathway of – 
a pathway where you can actually start to allow things to come to yourself. Like I quite often am reading a book or doing something with one of my animals or I could be just cooking something, which is very rare, but I still do that occasionally. And and something will just naturally come to me because my brain's at peace. You know, it, it could be just that you've caught up for a coffee and, and sat out in the sun. So don't put the pressure that those creative days are like, okay, shit, I've got to research this and I've got to compare against other brands. It doesn't have to be that at all. It could be just really looking over your own website, looking over your services when you've, you know, you've had a, a calm morning, you've gone to Pilates or you've gone to a walk and you're like, yeah, I can see from a fresh point of view how I could improve this. Or, um, so it's all about tasks, lists, allocations and putting that stuff on paper because it Honestly, I promise you by doing that, your brain is free. Just like when you clean out your cupboards and get rid of the stuff you don't need, you've cleaned out your brain of the things it doesn't need to hold on to. It needs to do it, but it doesn't need to hold on to that. It's so draining for you to have to remember, hang on, remember to bring ring Bryony at six. I've got to ring Bryony at six. That's all you're then focusing on and everything else that's happened, you have not absorbed during the day. So get yourself a physical diary and a physical notebook. So practical, so amazing. Thank you so much for, for that, Bryony. I think it just, it, it is, it's, it's the stuff that we, I think, inherently know that we've got to write it down, but I love how you make it, you know, the way you've put it out, laid it out for us and that you talked about this concept of commitment. And I think, you know, so many of us can be slack on our commitments with ourselves. With other people, we're all good and we'll be there on time and we'll make sure we show up and all of that. But when it comes to us, we can sometimes just, you know. So I guess on that idea of commitment, you know, what would be your definition of that? And I guess even more so than that, for those of us who, you know, we're we're living in this crazy world, even if it is post-COVID, COVID, where things are a bit quieter, sometimes the quietness I find can be of detriment because it's we kind of we almost become a bit numb mm. you know so can you talk to us a little bit about commitments to ourselves and and how we can get better at that yeah it's a bit a little bit like the more you sleep the more tired you are isn't it really yeah oh. so I, I i get that and i think it's um you know not sitting on your laurels for too long um but you know allocating days where i i honestly think that when you're allocating your time the commitment's just there and it just naturally is. I don't think there's any other thought process because you've written it down and you've, you've held yourself to task that way and you've made the commitment by writing it down. Um, anything that you, you look at in life, people will always want legal documents. They'll want anything that's got to be a firm commitment is in writing. It's never verbal. Okay, one, because you can't prove it, but two, there's actually no commitment there. This is proof. This is commitment. So if you do those two things by having a diary and a, an actual notebook, you've, you've made the commitment and you do have to do it because what will happen is you start adding those things to the next day and the next day and then you'll, you'll visually see that you've procrastinated or put something off because those tasks have become monumental where you might have had five, then the next day you've got 10 and then it becomes 20. So you then have to hold yourself accountable because the proof's right in front of you that you're not 
activating or you're not actioning anything that you've set out to do. You're putting it off and it's accumulating and you're not wanting to do it even more so. So then you can look at yourself and reflect, why is nothing getting done? Am I just procrastinating? Why am I having self-doubt? Is it because I've got imposter syndrome? Am I worried about failing with these things? Do I not want to have that confrontation with the phone call? Why are you putting these things off so that you can then look at, okay, is it simply because you don't have the time? Like, is it because that day three people called in sick or because something happened with your child or, you know, and if everyone's calling in sick, do you need new staff? Like, I don't know. Like, you, you sort of can start to see where some issues are, where if you've just got this in your mind, oh, I don't have time for it, I don't have time for it, oh, I didn't have time today, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. You don't have anything to relate this back to. There's no, nothing that you've committed to and there's no proof of anything that you were prepared to do to compare it to what you should have done so that you can actually become aware of where your failings are or where your business needs to grow or where you need to improve on things. And I know for myself, the minute I start shifting tasks over and over again, I'm like, I'm losing, I've got, where can I gain more time? Maybe I need a new person for X, Y, Z because I haven't got time to do that anymore. I need that time freed back up. Um, so I really do think that it's very much about that, that it, you hold yourself accountable by writing these things down. Um, you know, maybe you're not doing it cause you just don't enjoy it either. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is and you need to reevaluate that as well. So many things to reevaluate and I actually couldn't agree more. And I've, I've been the person, there are times where there's one specific task that keeps getting yes. pushed back and I know that I've got to get it done, but I just, for some reason, I love how you said it. it's almost, let's actually talk about then why am I pushing that one task back? Yes. So valuable. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about big picture goals. So, you know, we've talked about the everyday, we've talked about, you know, how we kind of organize ourselves and the best way to be as productive as we can in the days. But then, you know, there's this idea of shiny object syndrome and, and big, you know, where, where sometimes we can just be like, oh, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. And, and then it often distracts from our big picture goals. You know, you talked about that final page of the of the notebook being that those big kind of aspirational goals. How can we, you know, what can we do day to day or even how do we know if we're working towards those big picture goals? And I guess even more so than that, how can we become motivated or or remain or, or get excited about mm. actually achieving that? Yeah, so I think it's almost like a, 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 a perfect round flow chart if you think about those three items, the the actual diary, the, the the notes and the section at the end where you've got your, your goals, it becomes a beautiful, almost like a life cycle. Sorry, I keep banging the um, mic, guys. Sorry about that. Um, so it's a, it's a, it becomes a life cycle and everything relates to each other. So if you've got some clear goals that you're trying to achieve for yourself, that maybe it's a day off a week, maybe it's the fact you want to read, maybe you want to have a week off every three months to go on a, I don't know, like I'd love to be able to go away for a few days every month to read, like that would be my thing. So whatever it is that you've set up for yourself, or it could be a business one, and or maybe you've got two life cycles where one's about business and one's personal, um, everything that you've got in there that's your wish list will relate to your diary and your tasks. Because let's face it, there's things you have to do on a day-to-day basis. We all have to cook, clean, bloody have a shower. Like, you know, there's things that you have to do that take the time out of your day. So this is why I'm so 
I guess, strict on, on, on pointing the note that if you put these t- the tasks that have to be done on a day-to-day basis and if you don't get to achieve them or you do get to achieve them, you'll very soon see that the more efficient you become at just doing the tasks that you wanted to, want to do because you can obviously start then delegating things off to other people, things that you don't want to do as you become more successful or maybe you've got more finances to employ people or... Um, you know, maybe you can outsource it to somebody else as time goes on. You know, you're freeing up your time by getting rid of some of these tasks. Now, there's some that you'll never get rid of, but there's some in there that when you start business, you'll have to do because you just have to. You know, I mean, I was filling products, doing the accounting, doing the marketing, being the salesperson, pretending I was actually someone else as an admin so I looked bigger than I was. Yeah, I guess I did do that. Um, you know, all those things that you will have to multitask to start with. Let's be realistic. But as every day goes on, those that task list hopefully becomes a little bit less and less and less as your your freedom or success grows, whatever that means for you, that list will get a little bit less and less. So it's actually then allowing more time for you to slot in what's on your goals into that day because that's that's the the ultimate isn't it is to free up your daily schedule to slot in that reading one day a week or reading for three hours on a friday afternoon or having a wine with a friend or taking your kid to the park it doesn't have to be massive or maybe your goal is just simply to get a day to be creative like how i try and take a day off maybe that's your day i want a day off a week to to get into a creative space so by putting everything down on paper, it holds you accountable, it keeps you focused, it keeps you committed, and it might not happen overnight. I mean, this is 12 years on for me, but I still do this practice because it works. The more I free up my day, the quicker these goals fall into them. And then it just becomes a, a beautiful perpetual reel of happiness doesn't it because you just and there'll there'll be a ripple where okay all of a sudden now I can't do those things there's 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 been a change I've got to add more into my day now so it's about being flexible as well again um, and not getting upset if you don't always get to do the things you want to do because it's life life happens and it happens around you whether you like it or not but I really just can't stress enough how getting those goals uh will they will happen if you hold yourself accountable by putting all that other stuff down because all that other stuff it's the commitment it's the focus but you can also see where there's some issues that need to be fixed um where there's some errors where you may need more staff maybe you need more help maybe you're, you're you've been i don't know you're having a half an hour smoke break every day look do we need this like it's taking out time out of the day um you know, you might even want to put a little financial uh, summary each day. What did you spend today? Um, hold yourself accountable. Like, you know, add it up. Keep all your receipts for things that you're spending or maybe at the end of every week you check your bank account. Add it all up and then put that in your diary and say, okay, I spent $120 today, 200 there. And then after a month you can look back and say, wow, all these little incidentals that I didn't even know I was buying, an iTunes app or whatever, um, you know, wow, I'm on average spending $200 a day. I didn't even know I was really spending. This is this has got to stop. Any wonder I'm not achieving the tasks. I can't I can't employ someone else because I'm spending this money here. I can't increase my internet speed because there's no money left to pay for it. Like, so it's all about writing this stuff down you, and in one place so that it's in your face. It's absolutely got to be in your face. Mm. 
I just love it. I love the idea of getting real. I feel like when you literally what you're saying, when you're writing it down, you're getting really real with yourself. There's nowhere to hide here. Yep. Which I think it's we, like writing a food diary. Yeah. Like if you've ever been asked like, to write that that down, oh, that's I hated like but <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it makes you so much more honest. Um, no, I, I couldn't agree more. So I mean, look, there's this has just been so, so insightful. And there's a couple final few questions I've got for you. I think one of the first things is was there a time for you where you felt like you weren't being intentional? You felt like you weren't being true to your commitments that you wrote down. And I guess when we're in those crazy periods or in that period of perhaps stress and anxiety and, and whatnot, how can we re- get back in the space of, of refocusing on our plan and on our goals? Oh, look, Look, over the years, I've had a lot of financial stress. Um, so I have great empathy and sympathy for anybody that has to go through that. So, again, as Adorn evolved into something I didn't necessarily foresee, um, you know, I was obviously make, my commitments were gaining um, more than I thought. And of course, there requires financial investment of for that. Um, and so, you know, there were lots and lots and lots of times, more times than not, where I really was wondering how I was going to pay for, you know, food each week. And and if I'm honest, we, we had our in-laws buying our food for, you know, many months at one point there because we just had no money left. Um, so, you know, not that I'm suggesting that that's a comfort level for everybody to be in um, and nor would I sort of look at starting a business so that I'm then relying on people to pay for my food. I'm not suggesting that. That's that's quite a silly approach, but that's just the, the situation we found ourselves in. So if you have got things that are happening, you know, it can be hard to stay focused because quite frankly, all I was worried about was how I was going to pay bills. So it's pretty hard to be creative um, and even like what you're doing, even though you might deep down love it if you didn't have the stress something that you once loved can turn into something that you actually resent um so i I, look that's such a hard one because i think a little bit like your children you love them but there's moments where you know you still love them but there's moments where you just think wow this is just too much and i've given birth to you and i'm like wanting to give you away for a day you know so it's course you're going to be a little bit out of focus sometimes with a business it's the same thing that there there are going to be things that happen maybe someone touch wood gets unwell in your family and you know that focus can't be there for a little bit of time um so i i guess no matter what happens and and the unexpected does happen know that if you keep that intention in your heart it will eventually happen if you if you just keep again just keep yourself on task and if you have to write down you know now you, you, your task list is committed to this sick person um that's fine maybe you can only do one or two days or two tasks for your business that's okay things happen things go wrong like at the moment we've got a supplier who can't get some ingredients for us because of covid so i can't sit and cry over it i've got to just uh, i've got to work around that still stay focused but we now need to look at okay how can we work around this there's always going to be stuff that gets your attention or pulls your attention elsewhere that's okay because in that moment you've got to do that so don't again don't feel that uh, self-doubt which again is going to drain your brain because on top of the tasks that you have to do all of a sudden that are out of your control 
you've got to do those, but you're beating yourself up because of all the things you know you should be doing to grow and to be successful and to be the best mum. You know what? Sometimes stuff just has to wait. It really does. And and if there's anything I've learned in my fairly shortish life so far is that things can wait. There's always, no, there's not always time, but there are moments where you can fix or change or go back to and all you really can do is control the moment you're in. So yes, you can keep your focus, but it's okay that if in that moment all you can do is look after a sick person, that's that's your your thing for the moment. That's okay. Don't make it any worse than it needs to be by worrying about the could be, should be it's it's just wasted energy. So there are, yes, are you procrastinating and not just doing things because you don't want to or there's, I don't know, you don't want the confrontation. There's definitely things that you need to analyse why you're not doing them. But then there is the times where you can't do things and that's totally fine. It doesn't mean your focus has, has gone. It's just It's just subsided. It's just moved. It's just shifted for a little period of time. So more uh, self-love guys i think that's really really what it is you're not uh you're not a machine you're really not as much as you want to be sometimes mm. oh i couldn't agree more and i think it's just yeah it's that grace period it's giving us some, ourselves some grace <laughs> so so important oh i absolutely love this Bryony. i'm actually a little bit sad it's, it's nearing the end of the episode but Are there any final thoughts that you'd love to give us or advice that you'd love to give to the amazing women listening around having that self-care, keeping that vision in mind, but then also learning to be productive every day? Is there any... Is there anything else that you'd love to do? I think I'd just like to end it with make sure your vision's your own Mm. and and just ensure that you're not getting sidetracked because you're looking at shiny objects or, or looking at a business that you think is doing better than you and you're, you're you're chasing someone else's dream. I think you need to constantly be reevaluating. hang on a minute, is this my vision still or am I a little bit envious or possibly a bit jealous of someone else so I'm going to change it a bit because I want what they have. Like I, I really think it comes back to that, that trueness, that self-worth and – really being honest with yourself is this my vision or someone else's dream it's 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 really about that i love it oh so amazing ronnie thank you so much it's just every time it's so so great and we can't wait for the next episode where we're going to dive into part two of the new series how to start a business awesome Thank you for listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I hope there was something in today's episode that you found relatable and made you feel less alone. As women, we're all struggling with something on the inside, but we're often too afraid to ask for help. If there was something in this episode that you think might help another woman you know, please share it with them and let me know by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on social media at Bryony A. Kennedy and at Adorn Cosmetics. If you love what Adorn Cosmetics stands for, subscribe to this podcast right now and head to adorncosmetics.com.au to become an adorner and receive special offers on all things Adorn. Thank you once again for listening and being part of my journey. I'll see you next time.